strap on your wings when you see a good man down You fly in and begin to lift him up off of the ground Midlife blonde, the very best thing he's found You alone heal his bones in the dark, he don't know You've been stealing stones from the crown Hey Suzanne, better wash that blood from your hand Hey Suzanne, building castles on the sand Where you kiss just like an angel While the devil makes your plans Nowhere to hide in the turning tide Hey Suzanne The hope of broken soul That you fed and you bed Till they trust enough to give up control Every time you think you've found yourself a home Your facade starts to break That familiar old ache Says the curtain is about to close Hey Suzanne Better wash that blood from your hands Building castles on the sand Where you kiss just like an angel While the devil makes your plans Nowhere to hide in the turning tide Hey Suzanne Put your pedal to the ground and wheel Raise up that cold, sharp steel Better wash that blood from your hands Hey Suzanne, building castles on the sand Where you kiss just like an angel While the devil makes your plans Nowhere to hide in the turning tide Hey Suzanne Hey Suzanne Hey listening to Radio 1 Chicago. We got Brad Cole in the studio. That was Hey Suzanne off of his latest album, Lay It Down. Brad, why don't you tell us a little bit about that album? You said you, I read in an interview with Elboy that you wanted to go with a different direction in it, so. Yeah. How's it different from your previous albums? Well, I think, going back a ways, you know, the, the, the previous album I did was very stripped down singer songwritery. It was great. I just went into the studio in Nashville with a, with a friend and we built it built it sort of from the vocals and the guitar up and then but it's very sparse with a lot of space. That was called uh, down the line. 
that came out in 2012. And the one before that was just sort of a very rich Americana pop record in 2010. And I guess now that I think about it, the further back in time I go, the louder the records were, the faster the tempo and the content was more about drinking and, you know, other things like that. It's funny going from something so stripped down, singer-songwriter, to yeah. you're touring with eight people for yeah. this record? Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Put it this way, it's a little bit more like, you know, painting with a big color palette now. You know, the as as all my singer songwriter friends know, it's a it's it's an exercise in black and white to a large degree. It's a man or a woman with a piano and a guitar and there's something like an Ansel Adams photo. There's something beautiful about that. But for me I was really looking for more color in what I did. And uh, instead of not going for the orchestration, I decided to do that and really go after some, I would call some musical perversions that have been on my mind for a while that while I've been toting my Gibson around the country in my car for the last five years have just been ruminating in my brain of stuff that I wanted to get at using a color palette, which includes, you know, we have vibes and pedal steel are up front and center in this record. You know, I also had two extraordinary singers along with myself who arranged kind of a very, it's a cross between Burt Backrack and the Staple Singers in terms of where we were going with what we were doing for our vocal arrangements. Very non-patty, non-gratuitous, you know, harmonies that you might find in a typical pop or rock song. So going in that direction created an exercise in creativity that was super fun super cool for all of us and then of course doing this on the road is a real joy because everybody gets loose and goes at it yeah, and you're on the road a lot a hundred shows in the last 18 months yeah something like that and uh it's good and now i'm you know in chicago for about a month and i've got a number of shows around here but a lot of the shows are are different i don't do them all with the big band and I have a series of residencies that I do with that band because it's hard to get everybody on the road. So I still do uh, a lot of singer-songwriter gigs. And I, one thing I do do is I go out with uh, my vibes player and my upright player. And the three of us just, we tear it up because there's a lot of that vocal arrangement stuff. So we, so we have a lot of fun. So some of the shows are stripped down, but a lot of the stuff that I do here in Chicago is you know, full boat in terms of everybody being on stage. And it's fun. Yeah, and you're going to be playing your next show on July 2nd at the uh, at Fitzgerald's. So there's a little FYI for everybody. Yeah, we're actually we're doing another thing. So um, this Sunday, I'm playing in Grant Park at the Gold Coast Art Fair in the afternoon, and that's from two, basically about two till six, and that's going to be a fun show. I've got a couple other friends sitting in with me, but that's with the full boat. Um, but I think getting on this Fitzgerald's bill for July 2nd, I don't know if you, you know, they have this American Music Festival. They've been running it every year, and the people who run it are real curators, and they're the real deal in terms of what they want, in terms of what they're trying to represent musically. So it's a real honor to be involved uh, with Bill Fitzgerald, with Fitzgerald's and this American Music Festival. Yeah, and that's, let me see, July 2nd at... Uh, at, th at three o'clock, yeah. Yep, yeah. we got a Brad sister here in the studio. D <laughs> just held up three fingers. Right. Thank you. You're welcome. She's always good for slapping me around, and I need it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
you uh how long have you been playing music like as a as a main source of income because i read that you yeah that you're touring you know so much and you yeah making your money doing that well, so. you know i started a long time ago like when i got out of college and then i ended up uh and that was fun i played around chicago and a few different bands and it was i just dated a little bit so this was with smashing pumpkins and material issue and ministry and we all used to rehearse in the same spot over on Hul- on lake in halstead it was a fun time um and then you know, life got complicated, and I wasn't. And then I had a baby, and I just wasn't making enough money as a musician. So I was in and out of a day job for a long time. And then, you know, six or seven years ago, I, I had ended up writing a ton of material, and I decided to walk from my last day job and just get at it. And it was easy to book stuff. You know, there's not a lot of work in Chicago, so part of the strategy was just to get out and be able to book, you know, around the country. And that's really what it's been now for about six years. Yeah. So, what did that creative spark six years ago come from? Well, there was. I think before that, there was. You know, I'm, I'm a big Patty Griffin fan, and this goes back to the late, probably 2000. I heard my first Patty Griffin record, and it sort of opened up some lyrical things for me in terms of what she did as a storyteller. When I had never looked. I had never gotten into the Bob Dylan thing. You know, I missed all that. And uh, respect everywhere, right? But um, that opened me up as a lyricist, I think, a little bit more in terms of what I was writing about. And then going to that, I was liking what I was doing. I was getting a good, pretty good response uh, in terms of my writing. But then uh, I think just some bunch of stuff happened. I was just, I just really, bottom line was, um, I really want. I was taking myself very seriously. I don't take myself seriously personally. I'm a real jokester. However, um, in terms of what I was kind of response, I was getting musically, and I figured to to really get my sound out there and have it heard. I really had to give it everything I had. Also, at the time, you know, my daughter ended up going away to school, so she was kind of. I didn't have to be at home, sort of looking out for her anymore. Oh, you had a bird left a nest. Yeah, bird left a nest. Bird left a nest, and uh, you know, my my ex-wife and I ended up splitting up around the same time. You know, and I'm from Chicago, and it just at the time it was like, I don't really need to be here anymore. As much as I love Chicago, um, it was time to go. And that was that. And then you know, our mom died around the same time, and. Uh, she had Alzheimer's. She was sick for a long time, and we were all kind of grinding. My sister as well. We were all kind of grinding on that thing, and and after that, it was just like you know what, I'm out of here, and uh, I'm gonna make this work. Well, you're listening to Radio One Chicago. We're talking with Brad Cole. He has a new album out called Lay It Down. He's playing a bunch of shows in Chicago, and we're gonna play another song by Brad Cole. You wanna tell us a little bit about that next song? Uh, the next song is called "The Union of Souls," mm-hmm. and uh, I don't I don't know what to say. It's a conglomeration of stuff that brings to mind Astro Gilberto, you know, Bert Backrack, you know, that kind of throwback thing, and kind of blended in. So it's very early mid '60s feel, but just sort of updated, and uh, it's a romp. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a romp, and we had a lot of fun doing it. The whole concept of the union of souls is, 
it's kind of what I would call a step higher than love. You know, when you when you connect with somebody, it goes beyond. I think sometimes love is a job, love is a burden in a relationship, and hopefully a union of souls might be a little bit deeper. And I had been thinking about that and a lot. What is what is that next level really like? Of course, I'm not the only songwriter who's ever thought about that. Um, and that's the concept, and that's that's where the content lyrically is, and then musically, you'll hear it's it's kind of a romp. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to it because that's a hell of an introduction. <laughs> Between you and me, there's something I gotta say. It's not a secret, but sometimes. I'm just misunderstood that way I wrote off love as a fool's game Lost some fingers to the flame But something changed when you came my way Now my fool heart pulled me back in again And I may be crazy, may be dreaming If I listen to my heart, I hear it singing No more waiting for our moments we run this road together to a higher ground Where we are free, we find a union of souls Between you and me I feel the spark I feel your current radiating inside of me I feel that we are the same Like me, you've been knocked down Weathered by the rain Like me, you're afraid But won't show it, won't show it Won't show the pain But I'm up And I'm ready Yes, I am Maybe crazy, maybe dreaming If I listen to my heart I hear it singing no more waiting for our moment As we run this road together To a higher ground Where we are free We find a union of souls To my heart I hear it singing No more waiting for our moments As we run this road together, baby Maybe crazy, maybe dreaming mm-hmm. Oh, we have our precious moments As we run this road together, baby
we got Brad Cole in the studio. That was the Union of Souls, and it's taken love to a next level. Wow. Trying to. Wow. You were, you were rocking out so hard that while we were playing, <laughs> I, was, I was wondering before you got out, like, how do you, how do you make music a career in this day and age? Yeah. And, you know, seeing you, seeing how much energy and fun you're having, I mean, is that the secret? Yeah, I mean, plus talent, putting energy into it. Even you know, guys that have low key stuff like Bonavar, you know, it's even though it sounds low key, it's you, you bring your energy to every part of it, you know. And a lot of the things that I like, I can tell that artist is bringing some, trying to bring something extraordinary, and it's got to start from I think having a lot of energy into it. It doesn't mean you've got to be like spastic. That's not that kind of energy. Yeah, but it's just that level of passion and a number of different things that you do, isn't, whether it's writing, playing, or arranging, stuff like that. Yeah. And you just uh, started your, you started playing with a new producer, Joe McBad. He records yeah. out of his kitchen and yeah. got a lot of good players for that. So yeah. talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I was living in East Nashville at the time. And, um, you know, again, because it's kind of a left field idea for the record to blend in what I would call sort of old school reggae, bossa nova, soul, um, under like, well, Americana is like a marketing term, but that's, it's more organic and rootsy than it is like polished rock. So I kept getting referred to Joe McMahon as a producer and uh, because he seemed to have a twisted sense of what makes something fun and pop, especially since we're trying to go for something up and you know, happy and expressive and very colorful, even when it's a dark color, because there's a, there's a lot of that on the record as well. It's all about expanding the palette. It really, yeah, it's so much so. It's like we've got it, and uh, we were going to go into a big studio in Nashville to do this, and it didn't work out. And Joe's house is, you know, it's just sort of, it's just we were able to put somebody in every room. I mean, what you had to see was. You know, the vibes got... In the kitchen, we moved the kitchen table out so he could set up his vibes, and across from his vibes was a uh, was an old upright piano, and all this is on the record, and, you know, he... You know, and the microphones come down on these things to mic the top. So it was, it was pretty cool, and he could literally... He'd do a run on the vibes. He'd turn around and do another run on the piano, and we couldn't see everything because we were all... A lot of us were isolated and with phones on, but we were all talking to each other, and you know, we had to take breaks because we were laughing so hard through a lot of these sessions. I mean, you had a guy in the bathroom, right? So yeah, no, we did. I just to get because we're it's not all like you know, East Nashville's a little funky, right? And you do what you do down there to make a record, and even though it's a little funky, nobody's going to let something out of their studio that sounds bad. So there's a level of trust and sort of getting things done, and it's a very rootsy approach to this, as opposed to being like a big, rich rock star with a big budget and going at it that way. Because then I think you hire out the big studio and the, the big named engineers and, and, and all that stuff. We didn't do it that way. It was more about we started with a creative thing, and we wanted the process to continue to create, even, like I said, is while there was a lot of what I would call composition on the fly while we were making the record. Everybody had ideas. And it's like... Yeah, so every, yeah. 
so you would end with like a basic song structure, and then everybody yeah. was coming in with coming in with something on top of that. Yeah, just we, coming up with new things as you were recording. Here's a song. Here's we charted. It would come out. We were all sitting there, and we'd listen. It's like this is cool. Well, what do you think about this? And then it's like, okay, well, why don't we put strings on here? Oh, strings. Okay, so if we're gonna put strings on there, then we ended up rewriting a couple of the tunes to leave string room for the strings as opposed to for strings, instead of them being an add-on, like a keyboard part or an organ part, we wanted the strings to stand out with some drama. And you heard some of it on the last song, on Union of Souls, so that they were that expressive kind of snake rising kind of thing. So yeah, it's a lot of composition on the fly, everybody's cool parts, and that was the thing. That's the thing about me as as a band leader. It's always about who's playing, here's the song, but it's about who's playing that's going to make it special. And I think all the musicians I play with really rise to that as opposed to, no, we're going to do it like this. You know, It's like <laughs> all creative, open-minded. Yeah, right? Everybody yeah. wants to add in their their special their specialness to it. I mean, God, I mean, you can't just have three guys playing the same riff over and over. It's just yeah. repetitive. Yeah, I mean, but some guys are control people in terms of, hey, no, this is it. This is my vision, you know. I'm not that way. I'm I'm here to learn, you know, from the other players that are there, and that and it works out. It, it certainly worked out really well for me on this record because there's a lot of surprises on here, even for me. Awesome. Yeah. How's East Nashville different from the regular Nashville scene? <sighs> well, I think what people like, you know, like my sister Dee Dee used to say, "Did you see the the show Nashville?" And I've never watched a show Nashville, but. The basic issue, there's my summary of it all. You know, Nashville, what we know is where pop country music comes from. And then there's a lineage of good country music that comes out of there. And there's, of course, there's a lot of Christian music that comes out of there. So you've got a town on the music side where people are being paid by labels, which is very country-oriented, and there's a lot of famous people with a lot of resources. East Nashville is different, you know, and a lot of the East Nashville is you can buy a house there for a hundred thousand dollars. So you've got a lot of musicians like living there and sending their kids to decent schools, and where these musicians will make their money is if they go out on tour with uh, Dina Carter or whatever. Like the guy that lives, um, the the guy who lives behind me is uh, Taylor Swift's drummer, right? Wow. And uh, yeah, and so there's a bunch of like, I mean, there's a lot of famous people that are just living because it's cheap and there's a great community there i think the community in nashville proper is more about being successful country stars and want to be country stars like dudes with their hats turned around and you know bro country i think they call it (laughs) which everybody hates and um but east nashville is just it's a hang and it's a musical community and like i was saying before i mean it's in chicago it's a little bit more like logan square meets bucktown as opposed to the Gold Coast or something like that. Everybody goes out every night not to get hammered, but because it's just a community. It's a sense of community. Hey, let's see who's doing what. Let's see who's playing, and let's see if we can if we can hang. So that's the basic difference. It's a hell of a difference. And you have a web series out now, don't you? It's called yeah. um, Cover Stories? Yeah. Cover Songs? Yeah, Cover Story. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, college yeah. radio. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, tell us a little bit about Cover Story. So... Uh, a lot of what I end up doing is interpreting just my favorite tunes, cover tunes, and that was really it. It was um, a commitment that we started back in January 
just to do a cover song a week and put it out on YouTube and see what kind of response we get. And the response has been pretty good. And it's funny, the song started out like super serious. Like I, my first tune, I like covered the Mavis Staples, you know, Jeff Tweedy, You're Not Alone thing. And uh, I think one of the last ones I did, I was lying in bed with a, a good friend of mine and we sang uh, I Want You To Want Me by Cheap Trick with a classical guitar. I mean, it was just the silliest, it was just the silliest thing ever. It's really hard to be serious about it all. Um, But it was just, it's again, another palette for me to do that thing, to do covers that I like and twist them about and just get a workout on, on, on the songs that I really love. So some artists, some fans have called me and said, hey, can you do this and can you do this? And I'm like, yeah, if I, you know, if I like it, if it's, so that's how it's gone. But, you know, I have to make a public apology here. We were supposed to do something every week. And then when the tour started for me, which was in mid-May, I have fallen off my pace. So I'm down four or five of these vids that I have to get back on it. But I'll probably get to that next week. That's my famous saying. I'll get to that next week. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and go there, because I really, by the end of the year, I want to have 50, 50 of these tunes on there. But, yeah, you should tune into the, into the website uh, and see. We put them up, and they're on my YouTube channel also. Yep. Well, we're coming up to the, to the end of the hour here on 88.7 WLUW Chicago. We have been talking with Brad Cole, who has his new album out, Lay It Down. And you can find out more about that at bradcolemusic.com. He is playing at Fitzgerald at 3 p.m. Fitzgerald's at 3 p.m. on July 2nd in Chicago. He's going to be playing a lot in Chicago. Brad, is there anything else you'd like to add before we head out? Um, no, other than you're awesome. Aww. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for having me on. It's fun. Thank and, you. Uh, you're fun and you're awesome. Hey, man, let's just, just keep going right here. Okay, <laughs> let's just keep a uh, thought of a term, but it's not radio friendly. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right, what's this last song? This last song is called Bring the Rain. Bring the Rain by yeah. Brad Cole. Get ready. I have lied where the truth should reign From my home, my family I have turned away in shame To be the man I have sold my soul For the carnival ride of women in one What have I become? I wish I Wash it all away I've never been much on praying Just wish somebody would bring the rain Burning up like a wildfire Lord help me bring the rain Well she resides By the river down the road Walks along the morning stream But she's hurting deep inside 
I have sent them all the love that I can find. Gonna sail my skiff on down the line. Now, if only she would float. If only she would arrive. I've never been much on praying. Just wish somebody would bring the rain. I'm burning up like a wildfire. Lord, help me bring the rain. Colored sky of tin. Oh, help me change my skin. And I'm digging out my heart. Still, it's better we're apart. I walk a mile so true. Lord, help me just get through. Help me just get through. But I've never been much on praying. Just wish somebody would bring the rain. I'm burning up like a wildfire. Lord, help me bring the rain. I've never been much on praying. Just wish somebody would bring the rain. Running out of this wildfire. Lord, help me bring the rain.